what a world it opens up for marketing um, because it really does give you the the ear of your client really as soon as they tap into your flash briefing you know you've kind of got them there and you're talking directly to them hey this is mark asquith ceo and co-founder at rebel base media the uk podcasting experts maybe you're thinking to yourself it's time that i started my own podcast because as we know podcasting is a wonderful way to build audience engagement a wonderful way to interact and connect with your audience and it's a wonderful way to build your business well you can get started with your own podcast today for just one pound by checking out captivate.fm the world's only growth oriented podcast hosting company analytics platform and distribution center go and start podcasting today for just one pound at captivate.fm Hello and welcome to another episode of Marketed Not Live, the podcast for marketers who are looking to their own community to find out what's working now and what is coming up in the very near future. Now, in every episode, we'll bring you a guest to talk about a specific marketing topic. And that, my friend, is going to help you broaden your horizon. So whether you're into podcasting and you like this and you're going to be dead self-critical about, you know, not self-critical, but critical about what we're doing, um, but you want to learn a bit more about SEO or web hosting, websites, that kind of thing, customer experience, you know, you can do all of that with Marketed Not Live because you're listening to your peers talk about it. Now, we've got some great guests lined up, including speakers from this year's Marketed Live, which, as you know, if you've been listening to this at all, is on Monday, the 30th of September, 2019 at the magnificent Nottingham Contemporary in Nottingham and I say this all the time I'm hoping you get the message by now it would be great if we had you there as well so please check out marketed.live online get your hands on one of the tickets that are left Uh, we really do want to see you in Nottingham okay so Suze Cooper has more than 15 years of journalism experience across print and radio she's been trained by Trinity Mirror She's worked in newsrooms around Kent, producing front-page stories and reading live breaking news on commercial radio station KMFM. Uh, She's now a director of her own company, Big Tent Media. She works alongside her husband to support small businesses telling their stories online through the creation of websites and social media. But Susie's also the creator of two flash briefings on, and I'm going to say it, Alexa. Sorry about that. I've said it. Switch it off if you don't want that word triggering things now because we're going to be talking about it a lot. Uh, (laughs) Her flash briefing is basically an audible social calendar for content creations called Social Days and a What's On guide as well uh, that she does called What's On Medway. Uh, That's the listings that you can listen to. She's eager to inspire and educate others about the possibilities of voice technology, which frankly is why I've got her on here. Hello, Suze. Hi there, Paul. Hi. Thanks so much for asking me to come onto the podcast. It's such a great uh, time to have you on. There's lots going on with this technology. And one of the things I'm really passionate about with uh, the podcast, but also Marketed Live as an event, is bringing people the latest thing, telling people, you know, not telling people, telling is the wrong word, uh, showing people what's working, what what people need to be thinking about, challenging people to think outside of the box. And when I think about the opportunities with audio, there seems to be so much of it there. Um, and so that's what we want to talk about today. 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think um, audio at the moment is still seeing a massive boom with podcasting and all that kind of thing. But certainly with the whole new kind of realm of voice tech coming up, there's uh, an awful lot of opportunity for, for us as marketers to, to grab hold of this new tech and to, to really use it to, to push out businesses, brands, you know, personal brands, all that kind of thing. It's uh, a really interesting time to be involved in voice tech. It's so cool. I mean, when I was younger, I don't know if, if this sort of is, is a similar story for you, but when I was younger, I really wanted to work in the media. I wanted to be on either on TV, radio, did a lot of um, student hospital radios, as I was saying to you before we started recording. And in a roundabout way, <laughs> that's now what I do, um, which is really interesting. So, so how did you go from working in journalism to, to what you do now? So um, it's basically all been down to the fact that we've had a family, that um, we're doing what we're doing now. So journalism is an absolutely fantastic job. We needed to try and think of a way of using those journalistic skills in a different way. Um, and so that's why we both retrained. So my husband's retrained using all of his page planning and, and kind of design skills to look at web design. And I retrained uh, in social media marketing with the uh, kind of idea that I could tell people's stories, their brand stories, their company stories um, online through social media. So I'm just basically using a, a different medium for storytelling is how I see it really. And I guess voice tech has kind of dovetailed into what I do as a as a journalist and a broadcaster. I'm very, very kind of interested in technological advances, very geeky and gadgety in that sense I suppose so as soon as I heard that there was sort of this opportunity that you could get your own voice onto one of these smart speakers well I just had to try and figure it out and once briefing I realized what a world it opens up for marketing um, because it really does give you the the ear of your client really as soon as they tap into your flash briefing you know you've kind of got them there and you're talking directly to them I believe it's just it's a very, very powerful way of uh, harnessing this technology to get messages out there and promote things. And is, uh, is, is, is that because then you meant well, you just mentioned hearing someone's voice. Is that because it humanizes a brand? Is that is that the opportunity? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, basically, these these flash flash briefing is uh, a pre-recorded file that is updated daily and plays out as part of the Alexa devices routine. Now, lots of people set up their routines on their devices. It might be that they set it up to be an alarm and then tell the local news, uh, perhaps the weather and then the travel. You can also set up these flash briefings that are created by individuals, businesses and brands that um, then play out various messages. So, it, in the same way as you would hope that social media kind of adds value, um, isn't just all about pushing that kind of sale, sale, sell, sell, sell message. Um, it's more about adding value. So you can add value by what you put into these little snippets each day and use it as a kind of news bulletin almost for your industry or, um, you know, for, for what it is that you're doing. So once someone has enabled your briefing, they are quite likely to listen to that quite regularly. And if it becomes part of someone's routine, then it truly is, I believe, that that permission marketing, you know, they've already signed into it. It's almost an audible version of an email marketing list, I feel. But it's something that delivers every single day. 
Um, so that's why I think it is so valuable to marketers. It doesn't have to be an uploaded audio file of a human voice. It can be um, read by the Alexa voice. So you can set up a text RSS feed and that can be read by the tech. And so the Alexa voice will then speak it out. But there is, you know, the, the human connection with a voice is so important. And certainly Amazon are finding themselves. They're actually trying to push the fact that people should be using human voices and using their own voices because that emotive connection just can't be recreated at the moment through the technology and through the voices that they are synthesizing. So, you know, a human voice gives away an awful lot of stuff. It gives away detail, intent, emotion, um, and yeah, as I say, they, they can't quite recreate that at the moment. So it is a way of speaking directly to people who you know are interested in what you have to say because they have physically gone and enabled that skill, enabled that flash briefing with the intention of listening to it regularly. I've got so many questions from what you've just said. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to kind of ask a couple of these, possibly in quick succession then. So... So it's so okay. Let's let's deal with the the voice versus the Alexa voice. So I can I can understand that. I can understand that you know if you're just having somebody read something out, um, then a couple of things are going to happen. One is that the way somebody speaks is not necessarily the way that somebody writes, or or or, or vice versa. So that's going to sound maybe a little bit odd. Um, or it's going to sound formal and maybe not even that human. I mean, even though it's not really a human voice. So, so is there something there? Do you think in the fact that um, it it is a a person that that could well not could actually clearly exists? And what sort of person needs to be the voice of a brand? Does it need to be an employee? Does it need to be someone that um, a brand hires? What are the benefits? Do you think of having you know this is. This is uh, Janet, and uh, she's our uh, expert in X, Y, Z, and she's the person that you'll be speaking to. What's what's the benefit of having somebody like that versus hiring somebody, I don't know, like you, you do voiceover stuff. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, this all kind of ties into the whole idea of sonic branding, which, you know even with, with a podcast, you, you know yourself, you've got your bed there, you've got your, your stings and your stabs and, and all of that comes together to create a sound that is the Marketed Not Live podcast in the same way that everybody knows the tones of the Intel inside and everybody would recognize the McDonald's um, sound if they heard it wherever they were in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so the, the voice has to be um, considered as part of that sonic branding package. So while I believe it would be good to be hearing from that person that is in that business in the same way that perhaps with social media, you might feel like the person behind the business should perhaps be the person sending out the, the tweets and the messages. As we all know, and as a social media manager myself, I understand that that's not always possible from within the business. Thank goodness, because that's my job. I take that on for them. And so I have to work closely with them to create a brand tone of voice document um, and to use that. And that would be the same if I were to do a flash briefing or create a skill for another company. I'd work very closely with them to make sure I'm using their tone of voice, um, turn of phrase that they would particularly want. And there's, there's no 
real kind of shame almost in in using somebody from outside of the company to voice that. I think what happens is that voice becomes the voice of that company. And as long as you are speaking on behalf of that company in the way that they want you to, then that is accepted by the listeners. Um, there is always, of course, you know, that, that passion. If, if uh, say, say it was a, a skill that was to do with motivational speaking or, you know, the kind of phrases that you might see on a, a graphic meme or whatever when you're flicking through Facebook or Twitter or, or whatever, you know, it might be that someone who actually writes those, the way that they say that or, you know, the passion with which they create that picture with their voice when they're speaking might not be easily recreatable by someone else so you know you have to consider that there might be that passion behind that person within the industry and that is what might really resonate with the listener and you know really push them to act because of course your flash briefing as with social media marketing it's got a call to action in itself it's a great thing but at the end of it that's, you know, when you give out that call to action, whether that's go to my website and sign up for, for this lead magnet or, you know, follow me on, on Twitter to find out more things, you're, you're going to be asking someone to do something and to go forward and take action. So you do want to make sure that whatever voice it is really resonates and causes that act, that ne- next action to knock on and, and have that effect that you're, you're putting this together for. You mentioned about adding value and, and you talk about it being similar to social media in, in many respects in terms of uh, you know, building maybe awareness and, and uh, consistently adding that value bef- before just kind of asking for, for, for something. Um, I, can, I can understand that when you've got something that happens every day. And I also very much understand the idea of this is this is a personal space, because I know from working with a lot of doing a lot of messenger marketing and stuff that, you know, that's a very personal space. And it's very much about how you talk to to that person. In terms of how some of the language needs to to, to be, uh, are we are we talking to an individual? Are we talking to a room full of people? Uh, or, 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 or dare I say, does it does it de- depend? So for example, so for example, um, in this podcast, it is very unlikely that more than one person is listening to this at, at, at this very moment because uh, I might be in someone's earpods or something like that. So I would tend to talk about you on a one to one level. Now, it seems that there are some similarities, perhaps with a flash briefing talking to to you, but of course that device maybe in a room where there's lots of people so is there any what do you, what do you think to that what, what what should we be talking to i think you are always talking to that one listener you need to know who your audience are again we're harking back to things that we've heard time out of number for social media you need to know who who your audience are and who you're gearing your content towards but in the end you're, you're talking to that to that one person and i audio and radio and everything uh within that sphere podcasting it's all very personal you know as you say there is one person listening as far as you're concerned you know as long as one person is listening you have your audience it's a very intimate and very personal medium when you get in your car and turn on your radio those people are talking directly to you you know when you listen to your podcast 
people are talking to you, you build up a kind of relationship with them almost subconsciously in, you know, oh, that podcast is out again that week. I'm, you know, I need to find out what's happening with the host and who have they spoken to. And you build up that rapport and that relationship. And similarly, that is the same relationship that carries forward into something like a flash briefing. Um, you mentioned there about putting your headphones in. People often cringe when I've mentioned this at um, talks that I've given, but it's a really personal medium. What else do you actually put inside your body to consume from someone else you know you actually put those earphones inside your your ears and you listen it is a very very personal medium and yeah it's very much despite the fact your your smart speaker might be there in a room full of people you're speaking to to that one person really um and and as i say in in doing that you're hoping that your your cause and effect will ensure that they go away and take action off the back of what you're you're asking and saying it would be very easy, I think, to create these audio uh, files that you upload for this flash, flash briefing and for it to be very, very sales driven. Is that allowed? Are there any rules from Amazon in terms of what's allowed on these flash briefings? Can anyone say anything? So your flash briefing has to be um, authenticated and it has to pass their certification before it goes live. That said, that is only that one time, unless you update it for some reason, um, they're not kind of checking back as far as I know in terms of checking whether or not you're adhering to rules. You you also have to... Um, declare whether or not you've got sponsorship in there. Um, the idea is that it isn't just blasting adverts out at people and being spammy. Um, and I, I do think that if they were to come across a flash briefing that was doing that, I do actually think they would pull it. And actually at the moment, there are so few flash briefings and the community is so tight knit um, with people that, that are creating these things that I think you would kind of get found out and called out on it to be honest um yeah it would be very easy to kind of blast it and use it as an advertising um platform equally is your listener going to keep listening it's really easy to enable these things these flash briefings and skills you know you literally say alexa enable social days or, or whatever flash briefing it is that you're that you're wanting to listen to equally it's just as easy to disable it Alexa, disable social days and it's done and gone. So it's, you know, just as easy for people to switch off and not listen anymore. And uh, what's the point really of, of sitting there and uploading all the stuff if you've got no one enabling it and no one listening to it because you're just being pushy and salesy. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, rem it remains to be seen. I'm, mm. I'm, I really think it's such a growing area at the moment. I don't know of anyone that I can think of that's kind of overstepping the mark. And I wonder whether or not Amazon will um, do kind of spot checks and things, the more people that are going in there and, and doing it. I'm sure there will be people that try their luck. Um, It'll happen at some point, won't it? So there'll I'm be sure some scandal. Yeah, I mean, the thing is that they're, they're talking about monetizing it now and, you you know, you can be sponsored. You just have to declare that you're being sponsored. Um, they're looking at monetizing skills and, and sort of opening uh, premium content and things like that so that creators can actually um, earn a little bit of money off of what they're creating and making in the same way that if you downloaded an app from the app store, you might then be asked for in-app purchase, yeah. purchasing. It's very similar to that with the skills. Um, flash briefings in themselves are slightly different because they're they're kind of 
a one a one hit thing that they're not interactive in terms of you can't dip into a flash briefing and ask it to take you somewhere else it plays out and that's it um but i'm sure they they will be enhancing them and advancing them and all all kinds of things and i'm sure people will push their luck with them but as i say kind of what's the point if it's just going to switch people off you you wouldn't continue to listen to something that was just blasting you with promotional material no or or incredibly boring actually because i just think about my my behavior i am um someone that, that flits about from from thing to thing switching things on off subscribing and subscribing and, and all that kind of stuff uh depending on how i feel about something and what i've noticed about my behavior with the alexa device is really that I will come across something and I'll come across it. Um, I guess I'll come across it on social media more than anything else. I can't, I think I have looked it up on the Amazon website maybe once or twice when I was looking for a particular thing, but mainly it's social and I've enabled it and I've maybe let, let it run for four or five days or something like that. Just to, just to see what's what, but if, if it's boring or it's taking up time and I'm not getting anything from it, it's gone. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing. And I think people have got a lot more picky. Uh, certainly I have since the whole GDPR thing. Sorry, I said that. Um, but, <laughs> since <don't Okay>. rewrite, <laughs> um, but since then, I think we are more picky. I think, you know, our inboxes, we protect them a little bit more. I know I'm unsubscribing to things when I just feel like I'm being blasted with stuff now. And I think, you know, that mentality means that we don't put up with stuff quite as easily as perhaps we have done in the past um so so yeah i i just don't i don't think it would go it would continue i don't think it Mm. would get listeners and things so how how long should a good flash briefing be because thinking about one of the things that caused me to switch off is length of time so i will i will be honest i have um as much as i love social media examiner uh, and all the things that they do and they, they contribute a lot to my life but the flash briefings for me are too long um and so i'm out of there so a flash briefing can be up to 10 minutes or too long (laughs) absolutely too long um you know for me i believe a flash briefing should be very very quick very snappy very to the point does what it says on the tin um the social days flash briefing is sometimes less than a minute and i have actually sort of wondered whether or not that that's too short but to be fair it gives you what you sign up for you sign up to find out what awareness days are on the social calendar that day and that's what you get and if it takes me a minute to do that then that's great and if it takes me less than a minute to do that then that's great too um you know that there are people who kind of see it as uh, microcasting maybe a mini podcast each day i don't know that that's really what it's there for for me it, it needs to be shorter than that and i probably wouldn't go over three minutes and three minutes would be heavy i think um so yeah but there are certainly flash briefings out there there are people that do do between five and ten minutes each day as you say though if you're finding that people are not listening and are switching off then perhaps make your flash briefing shorter and see if that makes makes a difference to it because i do think also you know it's called a flash briefing the idea kind of of it being sharp snappy and flash you know it's gone in a flash almost um and I, I like that idea. I think if I want to listen to a podcast, then I'll go to my my iPhone and I've got the time to, you know, look through the podcasts that I've got queued yeah. up and find one and spend 10 to 20, 40 minutes listening to it. But for a flash briefing, I'm just after a really quick um, 
a quick hit of info, really. I, I th- well, that's how I see it. I mean, I, I think that's interesting about um, about that 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 ten minutes and um, people having podcasts because I listen to podcasts that are less than ten minutes. So the podcast accelerator, Mark Asquith, he's been on this show. Uh, his is three times a week, but it's like seven eight minutes. Great, nice, easy to consume. Happy to do that on a on a podcast in the car on the way in. But when I use a flash briefing, you know, I will say things like, um, you know, start my day, and then I've got, you know, I don't know the weather, the news, and then my flash briefings. And whether it's because I've got too many or whatever, but if but but I'm doing that to kind of go right. Let's get this information, and then let's let's start my day. Let's do do something else for. So for things to go on and on um, doesn't feel right to me. Whereas I suppose if I could, uh, here's a question because I just don't know. Can you say, you know, Alexa, play social day if you're, if you're subscribed? Yes. Yeah. So you can just pick and choose and just hear the content from that one provider if you okay. want, um, rather than having to listen through to the routine. And you can also ask Alexa to play the next one. So if you're listening to something, and it's going on for too long you to whatever's next in your list of flash briefings um i think the other thing that that you kind of hit on a little bit there is that you know you're there in the morning it's your morning routine you're probably doing 12 other things (laughs) while while you're listening to this information so actually you're not in an in-depth listening podcast lengthy kind of mood it, it, i mean if your morning's anything like mine i'm i'm making sandwiches for one child making breakfast for another child and trying to find a pe kit for another one <laughs> so you know while you're doing that you can take in some information but it, it's really not the time for you to be kind of dr- drilling down into the industry's latest podcast news there's a time and a place for that as yeah, well um that is so I think, true <laughs> yeah i think certainly for for a smart speaker probably in the kitchen in your home while you're doing other things you're, you're just after a, a sort of short sharp bit of information first thing in the morning last thing at night and um yeah to me it needs to be sharp and snappy um we're talking about alexa of course and alexa flash briefings is is this sort of thing available on the other sort of format platforms like google home and apple pod or whatever it is so the Google Assistant um, doesn't have a, a kind of flash briefing equivalent as far as I know, um, but they're certainly working on what you might call um, selective news. Okay. So I think the AI that they're looking at is kind of looking at what people are listening to each day and from what sources they're listening to. You know, if you listen to, if you ask Google Assistant to play your news, which stories are you listening to through to the end and which ones are you skipping out? And then actually trying to use that data to deliver a bulletin to you that's full of the news that you would listen to. So it's kind of trying to build you a personalized news bulletin, which is just a slightly different kind of take on it. Um, I, I say that because a flash a flash briefing is effectively um, a short news bulletin from whatever source it is that you're listening to, whether that be a company or an actual news outlet like the BBC or CNN or whatever. So, um, you know, they're, they're kind of looking at it in a, in a kind of different way, I suppose. And as far as I know, there isn't a way for creators to have that in, um, in the same way. But I, I guess the word yet is probably appropriate at, absolutely i mean it's you know i mean whether it's there's a tool that allows you to just upload and distribute so you know like your libsyn or your captivate um 
or you know any of the, these, these podcast uh, platforms. Yeah, I mean, um, all, all the platforms at the moment are are really working on trying to make podcasts searchable via voice. That is something that whoever kind of really truly cracks that straight off, um, yeah. you know, that is is really going to make a huge difference, I think, because people will then be able to basically ask to hear their favorite podcast and then run a voice search for the, you know, the latest marketed live, not live podcast that mentioned x y or z you know and oh. it'll, it'll whittle it down and actually be able to to throw that back out at you um there are skills and actions on google assistant that you can um listen to podcasts via but at the moment you know there's no kind of true basis where that's kind of really happening and and uh yeah i think that that will be quite a big thing um now i i struggle sometimes with um planning and recording a podcast you know i'm, I'm finding that batching content helps but of course you know with this podcast i've got to arrange people to 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 come in and have those those conversations how how do you manage a daily submission so yeah it's all about batching (laughs) it's all about being really super organized with it um and looking kind of weeks ahead really so there are people who are creating flash briefings that are very reactive and are like the latest voice news or the latest industry news and they will record them and upload them daily and send them out daily i'm afraid i just I i can't do that because i can't be sure that i will definitely have that time in my day that day to upload and and get it out there and one of the main reasons for people switching off of flash briefings is that they're not being uploaded um updated often enough and so people then hear the same content rolling over days and people then get fed up with that and get bored as we've said and they'll just disable the the flash briefing so it is all about making sure before you start that you have got both the content to cover 365 days a year and then start again um and also that you have the com- the commitment to it to be able to record um produce and upload it um at least once a week which is what i do so at the moment i am i've got my content kind of planned out in a spreadsheet for a month but i record each week on a sunday and then upload them um so that for the whole of that week it's kind of scheduled basically from a podcast host that then flips it over at one minute past midnight every every morning so um it is about being organized enough and and it is it is quite a huge commitment to take on and it's probably more work than i even realized when i first started doing it but it is also a little bit addictive (laughs) i can imagine um how how do you know it's worth then so in your in your case uh you know what 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 metrics should um should one be looking at are we are we still looking at things like you know is retention time is that possible to see or is that uh, is that an important metric and then how do you know um that all of your efforts are worth it so one of the main bugbears of creators at the moment with Amazon is that their analytics are very, very scant. <laughs> you can basically see how many people have enabled your skill and you can see how many plays you've got. And that's about it. And I have to say that generally the number of people, in my experience anyway, the number of people who've enabled your skill probably half of them are actually listening each day. So you do have those figures to go on. Um, They're not massive figures. And the second bugbear of creators is discoverability. And you hit on it slightly earlier when you said that, you know, you find out about things via social. 
people don't really realize that these things are being created and that there are these kind of app-like um, pieces that they can uh, enable on the Alexa devices. They don't really realize that there's a whole part of the Amazon store where you can go on there and have a look and browse through and you know filter by topics and all sorts of different things. People just don't know that they're there. So you know, discoverability is a huge issue. Um, and certainly the numbers aren't massive at the moment. They're, they're not massive in terms of the people creating it and they're not huge in terms of listener numbers, but they are there. And I like to see my, my, my numbers are consistent ever since I started, which, you know, keeps me going with it and people are interested in it. And I want to, you know, educate people and empower people to go out there and try this tech for themselves. And I really can't do that without having done it myself. My own personal experience has certainly brought me an awful lot of opportunities since I started doing it. Um, you know, various, well, like being on your podcast for a start, you know, all these kind of different things and different ways of letting people know that it's out there, um, which selfishly is is really exciting and enhancing my world so you know it's it's just it's such an exciting industry to be involved in at such an early stage well I think you know you can be at the forefront of something if you if you start early I mean I've certainly seen that many times in different technologies I mean I remember when social media started to become a thing for for business um, and people sort of jumping on that early really got to to understand how to how to use it. And the reason why people like Zoe Sugg is so successful on YouTube is because she's been doing it for 10 years now. So um, getting in early is certainly a good a good thing. Um, so for, for somebody thinking that, you know, they're interested in doing this uh, flash briefing, they want to do some kind of audio-based uh, marketing for their business, give me three top things uh, that are most important for them to think about when they decide that they want to do this. So number one has to be, have you got the content there? Have you got enough content to cover every single day? Because it does need to be updated daily. Secondly is the time commitment. Do you have the time to gather all of that information, pull it all together, put it into whatever format you need that to be, whether it's uploading it to an RSS feed for Alexa to read out or, you know, pulling it together as a script for you to record. And the third thing would actually be that you really don't need some kind of snazzy, amazing audio setup to get going with this. I think there are way too many barriers to, to stuff that we do. And we all kind of go, oh, no, I can't do that because I haven't got this yet. Or I can't do that because I haven't done that yet. Actually, with this, you know, yes, you could have a snazzy home studio with, you know, amazing soundproofing and everything else. But you know what, you can record straight into the voice apps, um, voice memos app on your phone, and save that as an audio file. And that will work just as well to get you started. And it is all about just getting out there and getting started. So if it's something that you really think you're interested in doing, um, Alexa, um, Amazon tutorials are available on the Alexa devs uh, website. It talks you through exactly how to do it. I'm available. If you want to come and find me on Twitter, I'm always happy to, to help get things set up and yeah, just start recording stuff and see what happens. You heard it. Start recording. Right. Thank you, Suze. I'm going to give you some, uh, questions now, which we've asked everybody that's been on marketed, not live. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, now, uh, 
We did try and think of some kind of name for this, uh, but we've spectacularly failed. And frankly, we're too far down the road now to come up with something. So um, <laughs> it's very much not the cheesy quitfire round, but uh, it's, it, it is basically that. So um, who do you think is killing it in marketing right now? Teresa Waring. Yes. Oh, she, Love her. Teresa Heath Waring is just a, a wonderful human being. Why do you like her? Oh, she's just so approachable and I've learned so much from her. She's give, give, give. Like I've seen her speak at various events now and every time I come away with just pages and pages and pages of notes from her. And in fact, they're, they're notes that I've properly put into action and learned from as well. Um, yeah, I just, I just think she's amazing. Well, everyone who might be listening, um, <laughs> well, she is headlining... She is keynoting Marketed Live in September um, with uh, a talk that that uh, I've had some foresight of, which I'm very pleased about. Uh, it's going to be great. It's all uh, going to be fantastic. Can't wait for her in September. Okay, um, best technology that you're using? Got to be voice tech. <laughs> okay, is it your mic? Is it your headphones? What is it? Oh, what do I love? Oh, my Soundcraft mixing desk. Ooh. I've wanted one for just like forever and now I had like a proper excuse to buy one. Yeah. So yeah, need. I'm, I'm pretty in love with my Soundcraft mixing desk. Excellent. Okay. So look that up. Um, best podcast that you're listening to? Oh, 20,000 Hertz. It's incredible. What's it about? So it is about sound and audio and it is just the most beautifully produced piece of work it's like audio art i absolutely love it um it had been recommended to me a few months ago but it was one of those you, you know what it's like you've got like a list as long as your yeah. arm of podcasts that you're desperate to listen to and i finally got around to listening a couple of weeks ago and i'm completely hooked and now going all the way back through the back catalogue you know it's it is incredible that the people that they speak to are amazing and uh yeah just the production quality on it is second to none I suppose it has to be really. Okay. Um, great ad that you've seen recently. It can be anything. TV, radio, audio, billboard. Oh my goodness. That's a tricky one. Um, goodness, I'm clearly not ob as observant as I thought I was. <laughs> swipe left. Swipe, be gone. Be yeah, gone keep ad. going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, have have a look. Have, pay, pay some attention. Yeah, there are some I'll good ones. I'll have a look and let you know. Get okay. back to you on that one. All right, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, you've been to Marketed Live. Uh, why should someone come? Because it's awesome. It's it's amazing conference. I absolutely love Marketed Live. It is the most friendly, amazing conference. Brilliant speakers. Um, yeah, just a real sense of community and getting to know people you know no one's too busy to stop and have a chat no one's too self-important or anything like that it is just a really good laugh but also a really great learning experience as well oh, thank really you brilliant that. conference. That, that's, that's a great description um, and it's funny actually whenever we ask this question the thing that people talk about is the community which is which is fantastic because you're absolutely right that's exactly what it's for um okay where can people get in touch with you suze so I'm on Twitter at Big Tent Social. I'm on LinkedIn, Suze Cooper, S-U-Z-E Cooper. And our website is www.bigtent.media. 
Spoken like a pro. <laughs> Brilliant. It's like, you've, it's like you've done it before. Um, okay, thanks so much. Um, can't wait to see you in September because I know that you're coming. Yes, uh, I certainly am. If I don't see you somewhere else, who knows? <laughs> but we'll chat online anyway. Thanks ever so much, Suze. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that was rather fantastic, wasn't it? Um, you know, there's only one thing to say, really, to that, and that is Alexa, enable social days. <laughs> okay, well, that's all for this episode of Marketed Not Live. If you've enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice and head spread the word about this and about Marketed Live 2019 that's coming up just a few weeks away now in September, on September the 30th. Remember, this event brings together all sorts of experts across all marketing disciplines. So if marketing is your thing, or you're interested in marketing or whatever, we really need to see you there. Come and join the fun. Visit marketed.live for all the info on speakers, travel options, accommodation, and read the post from your fellow attendees and speakers. We're gonna get Suze to write something and put on there so you can get a bit more information on audio marketing and all that kind of flash briefing stuff. Until then, not much more to say. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.